0: Welcome to Wine Down on the Peninsula, a podcast series featuring a selection of Mornington Peninsula's most exquisite vineyards and hidden secrets. Beck Davis, local resident and lover of wine, will introduce you to the growers, makers, and creators of these amazing wines. She'll capture their stories, share her experiences, give you directions, and even offer some suggestions on what to order. Your unforgettable wine journey is about to begin. Brought to you by the Intercontinental Sorrento, Discover wine. Discover Sorrento. Discover Intercontinental Sorrento.
1: Welcome to Ocean 8. Set on 17 acres on Tux Road in Shoreham, this property is absolutely breathtaking. Managed by Mike and Holly, their passion for wine over the last decade has developed into a full obsession for the couple, living and breathing their wine. Whilst the first crops ripened on the vine to further cultivate their viticultural experience, the couple embarked on several tours of the renowned vineyards and cellars of the Burgundy region in France. The results of these trips played an important role in the style of wines now produced at Ocean 8. Bec catches up with Mike and chats about their unique garden setting, the history of the property and the journey of their wines. I'm here with Mike at Oceans 8
2: Vineyard. Thanks for joining us today, Mike.
3: Pleasure, back. It's great to be... I don't know what we're doing, but it's great to be here and talking about um, the peninsula, I guess.
2: We are. We're talking about the peninsula and the beautiful venues and um, businesses and wineries that we have down here, of which you, of course, are one of them, Oceans 8. Um, What can your first-time visitors expect when they drive into this magnificent property?
3: Yeah, I think... Serious wow factor when you when you come down the drive, uh, and it's there's quite a lot of restaurants and things attached to wineries. We we don't do that. We we've gone more in the direction of we we think we've got a lovely garden setting. So you sit out and have a glass of wine, you choose a nice day, and it's absolutely stunning. So um, you know, I think we do wines that are very typical of the peninsula. Um, but to be able to come in and just enjoy that bring some friends in, uh you'll have a really nice afternoon.
2: Yeah, and overlook the lake and then the vines at the back. It's it's gorgeous. Correct.
3: Yeah, the gardens yeah. are sort of next level. I think there's uh there's there's 4 acres of gardens here to sort of to mm. come and enjoy, so
2: And just this old building like horse stables? It
3: was Is built as good? horse stables. Um and then uh it never actually got used for horse stables, so we converted it into the winery back in 2004. So um so we've been here nearly twenty years, uh, and it's a really quirky little boutique winery. And um, you know, when you come in, you can uh, probably see a bit of the production going on in the background too, which uh, people find that quite exciting. Yeah,
2: well. I love that that can, they can see mm. back of house, if you like. Correct. Yeah, love a, that.
3: There's a bit of that there too. Yeah, so.
2: Fantastic, fantastic. Now, as a winemaker, from grape to the glass, you go through lots of challenges, lots of excitement. Mm. Any anything that you want to share that's
3: uh, I think it, it, when you boil it down, it's farming, um, and it's pretty intense farming. And it's uh, we, we, every year something change. There's something different. There's its own challenges. There's uh, it's quite up and down. You have great wins. Um, you know when when you know you see you're in a restaurant and you see someone drinking the wine next on the next table. So that's really. Uh, amazing and satisfying um, and then you know we've had two really tough years in a row which has mm-hmm. put you know it's putting quite a bit of pressure on the business side of things so um, you know we're, we're looking at the weather really closely at the moment and looks like you know we're heading towards a really nice year but we're, we are very desperate to, um, to have a really good crop next year so yeah there, there's challenges and then there's uh, there's good sides too but also the, the lifestyle down here, like to be able to live down here and do something that you love doing and, you know, we, we've, got, um, we've got four kids and they're all coming through the schools and it's a really nice community down here too and it's a really nice wine community down here too. So we're, we're sort of, you know, we've been going nearly 20 years but we're, we, we love that we've sort of built our family and our, our business down here as well.
2: And that's super important, isn't it? You know, because yeah. we all spend so much time at work these days.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think um, you know it's we're close to Melbourne. If we do want to get up there and yeah. uh, you know see the restaurants or the shows or whatnot, but um, to be only an hour away and still feel like you like you're in the country and you know we're farming and we're um, producing a really nice product, it's um, it is really exciting.
2: So. It is absolutely now of the. You know the varietals and the wines you produce here. Do you have a favorite? And you know what would you pair it with coming into summer?
3: All right, our um, so we're very well known for Pinot Gris, uh, which has became it's become quite famous over the last say twenty years. So uh, but a lot of people know Gallant and Kathleen Queerley mm. and what she's done for Pinot Gris. So she's really put it on the map, and then uh we we've come in off the back of that and we've hopefully taken up another level as well but we uh we found what was really interesting with Gris is that um you know there's not many wines that go with asian foods mm. and and ingredients like um coriander and ginger and lemongrass and soy and these sort of flavors and uh you know, 15, 20 years ago, there was a lot of uh, the influence. Really, was from Italy and France through the through Melbourne, um, and then these uh, the chefs really started to pull these ingredients into their their cooking. Uh, so you see some really good time Vietnamese restaurants popping up, and they need wines to go with those foods, and that's where Pinot Gris came in and, and settled in really nicely. So our timing off the back of that was actually. The timing was very lucky and really incredible. So we saw the growth of that, that wine and the demand for that wine um, grow very, very quickly. Whereas our other varieties, the Chardonnay and Pinot, we've built them slowly and you know they're, they're quite competitive in that market. There's a lot of different Pinot producers out there. Um, but yeah, we hit this really nice niche with Gris and it's our business has become quite successful off the back of that.
2: And that fusion, because it really has on the menus, that Asian fusion took off...
3: Absolutely, it was, it was, the, it was perfect. the last fifteen years. You know, yeah. you got Chin Chin, you got Tonka, you got Coda, yeah. um, yeah. but even even places down here, ten minutes by tractor, and Point Leo and Polpero and and many little they, um, a lot of those ingredients are now coming into their their daily cooking, mm. and they're great flavors. Um, but they are hard to match with and Pinot Gris is great for that.
1: Yeah, fantastic. When making your plans to explore the Mornington Peninsula's exquisite vineyards, the ultimate wind down is undoubtedly staying at the Intercontinental Sorrento. It's just gorgeous. Fill your glass with the best of what Mornington Peninsula has to offer, the stunning Intercontinental Sorrento. With its location in the beautiful coastal village of Sorrento, this fabulous hotel offers an unforgettable blend of heritage and modern comfort. It really is like a journey through time. And with sweeping views of the coastline, this urban retreat is the perfect place to share a day exploring the peninsula's nearby vines. Accommodation options include penthouse suites with private rooftop terraces and bay views, as well as beautifully curated rooms and suites. Spend the afternoon relaxing by the pool and who can resist a cocktail on the veranda at sunset? Book your stay at the Intercontinental Sorrento and indulge like never before. Discover wine, discover Sorrento, discover Intercontinental Sorrento. Visit sorrento.intercontinental.com today.
2: Now, you're going to kill me for asking you this question because it might show age a little bit more. (laughs) Um, But we have to ask because Rolo and won Wine Guns in 2010, mm. you were Wine Gun of the Year 2011.
3: Correct, yeah. Which
2: I think that was about the first time Peninsula winemakers has, had been recognised. Can you tell us about the Wine Gun Award? Young Gun of Wine. Young Gun of that,
3: Wine yeah. Award. So um, there's, there's a guy called Rory Kent uh, and who, who um, same age as Roland and myself, but he... Uh, he had this great idea where he'd um, pull in more themes to the wine. Rather than just rank wines and give them scores, he tried to put themes and, and get a younger crew of um, drinking wines a bit earlier. Um, so the Young Gunner Wines, you know, there was a lot of awards for established wineries out there, but there wasn't really anything in the market for people coming through and, um, and building businesses and doing sort of innovative and exciting things. So he jumped on that and uh, and took it uh, took it to all the Australian uh, wineries to 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 bring forward these these young guns, I guess, of of, of the industry. And uh, so that, that you know that was a long time ago now. Uh, <laughs> but it really we really did build a lot of the business off the back of that. It was a very successful um, movement by Rory, and he got very good people in uh, to do to do the judging. So. You know, top of the trade into in, to do it. So he was very clever, uh, and it's been building beautifully. So he's doing really well with it.
2: And important to put Mornington Peninsula on the map.
3: Yeah, well, to win and it two twice yeah. uh, in, in a row was right. great for really good for the peninsula. And then I think just after that, you had Yabby Lake winning the Jimmy Watson. And uh, so the, the the wine region is young. Uh, you know, it's been around 40, 50 years. That's quite young for a wine region, but it has made huge waves yeah. in in a very short space of time mm. Mm. and I, I like the idea that um, you know all especially the restaurants in Melbourne and all the local restaurants down here um, should be supporting the local industries especially you know Yarra Valley, Mornington, uh, Geelong those mm. those regions we're making world-class wines and um, you know there's still people obsessed with bringing wines in from mm. overseas yeah. and yeah. Uh, but if you can get that grassroots and supporting the local industry it's really good for the community and for um, for Melbourne um, for commerce and business and also yeah, especially of
2: stuff. for tourists coming into the state. Yeah, it brings you the know, tourists in absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. something on the you know on the menu that yeah. they can identify with and yeah, learn about a region.
3: Yeah, well, yeah. it's interesting. You go to New Zealand to Queenstown and some great restaurants and tourism there, but you can't. All you can find is New Zealand wines, and I think that's fantastic. You know, if, mm. I, if I want to, if I go to a region like that, I do want to be. Drinking and eating local, and mm. finding out, you know, those, those com- the community stories and things like that. So, mm.
2: so true, so true. Now, Ocean Eight, mm. where did the name come from?
3: Um, so, it was named after a golf hole. Um, so, my family were, were heavily into golf, but um, it's well, it was one of the hardest golf holes on the peninsula. So, down at the National Golf Club, the Ocean Course. So it was the eighth hole on the Ocean Course, and we named that as the business name. So when we started up, and I think, you know, it was a bit trendy, and you know, um, we were having a bit of fun with it, and then we couldn't really come up with the brand name. So that was taking a long time, and everyone sort of said use the use the business name Ocean Eight. It's um, it also in in sort of encapsulates the maritime region of the peninsula as well. So you know, we thought that the eight might be handy selling to China and things like that, but. Um, what's been great is because we do do go out and tell that story, that maritime climate story, and Oceanate fits in beautifully with that.
2: Oh, it's it's, it's great name, okay. great name, and great wine yeah. label. Yeah, cheers. Yeah. Now, when you're not drinking an Oceanate wine, what do you like to drink? What's your another Peninsula
3: as uh, a wine maker? I'm loving um, I'm loving Principia. He's doing beautiful um, Chardonnay in particular. His Chardonnay is fantastic and uh, you know, uh, Sam at Perry is a good friend, so we swap some bottles and uh, and his Pinots are singing. they got some really um, some really good perfumes and things going on, which is really exciting. Um, but with the Peninsula, it's hard because every year is very different down here. It's very temperamental weather and the, the wines do change year to year, so you need to go and try them. So go visit the doors, try the different years and you'll find, you know um, – One producer might be a standout one year and then it might be a different one. So um, it really comes down to what your site's doing that year and and what you can pull off that site. Mm,
2: True, true. Now, when you're not out in the vineyard working or, you know, at the back here, what is your ultimate wind-down experience? What do you like to do with your family in your free time? And four kids would keep you busy.
3: Four kids is... That's pretty much it. <laughs> um, we, we love the beaches down here. So we're, we do a lot of sort of diving and snorkelling. And our kids are at that age now where they're loving that. And that's another world when, once you get out in the water. And it's uh, we love going down looking for the Weedy Sea Dragons down at yeah. Flinders. So that's, you know, don't want too many people to know about that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, just enjoying the peninsula is great for lifestyle and it's great for family, family lifestyle. So...
2: And there's a lot that you can do, isn't there?
3: Heaps, yeah, heaps. You've got the maze gardens up at Arthur's Seat, you've got the restaurants and then the beaches and, yeah, the list goes on.
2: Now, is there anything else before we finish that you'd like to leave our listeners with or they just have to come and experience it, don't (laughs) they? Ideally, they just have to drive down.
3: Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think there's 40 little cellar doors down here and they've all got their own stories and they're all doing their own exciting things and... Just come down and immerse yourself in them and grab the touring map and go and get lost down here and you'll find some amazing things.
2: So true. Thank you. Thanks, Mike, for joining us today. And it's it's been absolutely wonderful. Great. (laughs) Thanks.
0: Wine down on the peninsula thanks to Intercontinental Sorrento. Book your stay at the Intercontinental Sorrento and indulge like never before. Discover wine. Discover Sorrento. Discover Intercontinental Sorrento. Visit sorrento.intercontinental.com today.